Duke and Robbo live every day at 5 o'clock we do Give Dick a rest <laughs> You guys follow Adam Kroll on Twitter? No No He he does a I guess he does a podcast Oh yeah he's, he's still awesome I heard him on Stern the other day Has people call in And he has a phoner topic right now Need some female perspective What's less attractive? Uber sticker on car window or grocery store club card on keychain? Which would you have less shame rocking if you're an Uber driver or if you had a grocery store club card on your keychain? There's no shame in my game if I'm driving Uber. Yeah, I'm going to say this is shaming people for either needing to make money or wanting a deal. So I can't get down with any of this. Yeah, it's rather misogynistic. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. Uber drivers, when they go... Did you miss our Uber driver on the fateful Saturday night saying that he lived out of his car? Which one? The- Evan. Oh, he said he lives in his car. I missed it. You missed it. I think your fiance missed it. it uh, My girlfriend did not miss uh, it. Uh, I kind of feel like he said it fleeting in a fleeting way, like... I've been going through a tough time. I've been living in my car. So, hey, man, he woke up. He welcomed us into his home. So, right. But who are if, we to judge? But if his living room is his back seat, think about what you do in your living room. Oh, no yeah, there. yeah. There's a lot of uh, his unborn children all over that's, that back seat. That's what I was. That's what I was sitting in. Yeah. How would it, it feel? Uh, kind of now, gross. Now that I found out about it, at the time it wasn't that bad. At least he didn't touch you like he did me. He put his hand on your shoulder and said, uh, "Hey, boss." I'm going to need you to put your seatbelt on. It's time for another round of It's Okay. It's not okay. By the way, that's not the subject of It's Okay. It's not okay. <laughs> uh, I wish it was because this is a very difficult thing to talk about. It does involve a high school kid dying. Okay, there's no getting around that. But here's where I'm coming from. I'm not saying you shouldn't let your kids play high school football, but I am saying if you do and something happens to your kid, in my opinion... That is on you. In this case, a young man at the age of 14 collapsed during conditioning drills and died at Middleton High School last month during football drills. Now, an internal investigation found incomplete records and athlete clearance forms for the kid. On the day of his death, according to Hillsborough superintendent, athletes were told to walk, not run, because it was hot as hell, and have water breaks every 10 minutes. According to cops, the kid collapsed when the team was 30 to 40 minutes into conditioning drills, which included weightlifting, wind sprints, and water breaks. The head football coach has been removed. The assistant principal has been demoted, and uh, and both have been moved to other schools. Is it okay or not okay to say that the family and the parents are always to blame in the death of a student who's playing football. I know this is a big-time sissy mentality, but I'm going to say it anyway. I can't believe that they're still practicing outside. I mean, especially this time of year in Florida, I would just I would do everything in a gym. If you can't contact, if you can't hit each other, that's fine. But I just I wouldn't put kids out there in pads in, in this weather. Same. Same. And, it, and it, I'm a big fan of my kid's happiness and your kid chasing joy wherever he finds it, whether it's acting or football or whatever but I think as a parent if you know they're going to be practicing outdoors I think you kind of have to go listen 
I'm worried about your safety. This sport is brutal and barbaric enough. I watch it. I play fantasy football. I know that might seem hypocritical, but I'd never let my son play it in a million years. And I think it's on the parents if something happens, right? Oh, man. You you would think on the surface, but also you would you would expect that they would look after your kid, too. I mean, you would hope that you're, it's school and it's coaches and that they're going to pay attention. I don't know what the warning signs were for, for this 14-year-old boy. Right, but I think that it's unrealistic to expect the coach to be able to watch every kid. Your kid's got to be the, his number one advocate, and if you're surrendering control to an administrator, that's on you. Um, this is probably the least sensitive way to, to discuss this, but this is still a very rare thing. Like, it's not like we're yeah. losing kids every day. It's not like like more, and, and I don't know this is a fact, but I'm certain more kids are being left in hot cars and dying mm. than kids who are at football practice. So I just think any time you are you know, performing any physical activity outside when it's 100 degrees, there are a risk of bad things happening. Right. So I don't necessarily think that it's, like an epidemic or, or anything like that. It's just when it does happen with something that's supposed to be a game and fun with kids, it is a, it's, a, it's a tragedy and it feels huge. Correct. And let me say this. I'm not saying it's never the school's fault or never the coach's fault, but I am saying if something happens, is it okay to say it's on the parents? Drew Grabo Live, hello. Who are you? Ricky. Ricky, okay or not okay to say that if a kid – passes away at football practice that it's on the parents for letting him play football? Uh, no, it's not on the parents. It's not okay. Who's it on then? Uh, it's more, more on the uh, the coach, I believe. What if the coach did everything right? What if they uh, they uh, did – I mean, this kid's the only one who died. What if the coaches did everything right, but the kid wasn't hydrating? The kid wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing? Well, it depends on the weather conditions as well. It was, was hot like as hell. Kind of... Right, exactly. The coach should have known it was too hot for the kids to be out there practicing. Right, but but all the what I'm saying is all the other kids survived. Only one kid passed away. It, it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, it, I think it kind of does because if your kid is the only one who passed away, that tells me that maybe your kid wasn't hydrating like he should have or your kid had a medical condition that uh, didn't put him in the best position to be out there. But either way, that's not on the coach. If it was on the coach, then every kid would have gone to the hospital, right? Well, every player gets a physical before they go play. Right, but you so, know what that's like. They, you get some old dude to fondle your boys with cold-ass hands, and then you move on to the next one, you know? I mean, it could be both ways, but I think it's I, – I mean, I see what you're getting at. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um. But you, you're never going to know um, who's, you know, who's, what kind of medical conditions that are uh, medical conditions that are underlining that the parents don't know, the doctors. The oh, the no question. Don't know, you know? But that's why I say it's not okay to sue the school. Like that, that's why I would say uh, if you're asking me okay or not okay to sue the school, I'm going to say no oh, way. No, no, no. You, you agree yeah, there, I right? Agree. I, I agree with you. You're definitely there's, – there's no ground for you suing the school. Absolutely not. Right, okay. We're on the same page there. So it looks like there's an average of about three heat-related deaths a year, uh, mostly high school football players. It right. says that average has been there since about 1995. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. I get when you're grieving you want to lash out, you want closure. I, I, I don't think it's okay to sue the school if your kid is the only one who passed away. Now – Three kids passed out and your kids died? I'd say you're okay to sue there. 
one kid passes out and one kid dies, you okay to sue there? So are are you saying that if you are pretty much okay with your kid playing football, then you should be okay with anything that happens when, when that's going on? Not okay with, but you should be prepared for anything to happen. Short of negligence on this on the part of like if you're if your coach makes you do two hours of wind sprints, obviously that's negligent. But I think if it you know if if your kid is the only one who collapsed, Drew Grab Alive, hello. Hey Drew, this is Mike. Mike, okay or not okay for these parents to sue the school? Uh I don't think it's okay. I think it's a parent's responsibility. It's not okay. They should know you're in Florida. It gets hot. They should educate their kids on hydration. They should make sure their kids get a correct physical by a good, you know, sports medicine doctor. Mm. Okay. Did he pass out? Did he? Is he, is he all right? Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. So this kid had never really participated in anything like this, and the dad even had told the coaches, "Hey, he's never had any rigorous training. He's going to need special attention, supervision, guidance. At least that's what what's being reported now." So if you had to tell the coach all that, why would you go through with it? Why would you tell your kid, "Yeah, we're going to let you"? Don't they? Do they not let parents at practice? Well, I mean, I would, uh, you know, I would imagine too that there's a lot of kids that have never had rigorous training or practice that. That get it first by playing football, right? And, and most most of those kids have probably played football since they were little kids. But you're going to get a handful who have never. Dude, here's the thing: just existing outside right now oh. is tough. Whether you're running, whether you're walking to your car, whether you're mowing your lawn, just existing outside for for any extended period of time is difficult. So if you're doing that training on top of it, I think everybody's at risk. No doubt. Just standing around outside now, it's a problem. I was uh, judging a doggy fashion show on Sunday, and uh, and I was in direct sunlight for like five minutes. I know you were a judge. I was. I, we we missed that. I missed that detail yesterday. Oh yeah, no. I Charlie t- Charlie was the MC at uh, Giggle Waggers uh, Giggle Waters event, and uh, and I was the judge. Yeah. What um, what was the costume contest about? Like, what was the 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 theme? Um, there was really no theme per se. They were they were separating the age. There was zero to four. Five to eight and eight and up. The the dogs that won were very. Uh, there was a steampunk greyhound that had some great booties and go- and goggles on. Uh, there was a big bulldog that had a coconut bra that I really enjoyed. Was your dog in the um, in the competition, or would that have gone against protocol? Considering you were the judge, I don't have a dog. My girlfriend's dog, uh, of which I was watching oh. that day, um, was not in the contest because that definitely would have been a conflict of interest. Oh, yesterday you said our dog. Well, I mean, it is our dog. But uh, but uh, but uh, why did she have a talking? Did she talk to you about that? No. Okay. No 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 no. She she likes that I uh, that her dog and I like each other a lot. But um, I uh, I I think that would have been a conflict of interest. Yeah. Although Richie from Gigglewaters and I did we made several peanut butter references and we did score the dogs on how likely they would be to lick peanut butter off of uh, someone's genitals. There you go. Yep. Well, that's what dog guys do, right? Not these dog guys. Drew Grubb Alive, hello. Who are you? New dog guys. Hey, it's Lewis, guys. Hey, Lewis. Uh, okay or not okay for a family to sue the school if their kid dies at football practice? Um, I feel like if, if the school did the the investigation and every, everything was investigated and they did what they had to do mm. and it didn't come out as negligent, then no, there's no reason to sue it's the not school. Okay. It's just like, I mean, at the same time, I don't feel like the parents are to blame either because, I mean, nope. Nobody assumes that their kid is going to go out to a football practice and die. That's not true. In in 2019, we know enough about the sport of football 
to where you know that if you let your kid play, and I'm not saying you shouldn't let your kid play, but you know when you let your kid play, that could be the last time you ever see your kid walk again, let alone live. I understand where you're coming from. I just feel like more people have the mentality of, it won't happen to me. That, right, but does – oh, you're absolutely right. They I, they do have that mentality, but that doesn't mean that that's a right mentality because it's going to happen to someone and it might happen to you. I, I completely agree. I agree. I just – I like I it. I feel like that's the case in this situation. Yeah. Yeah, it, it might have been one of those unpreventable things. He might have had an underlying thing that no one knew about, the family, the school, right. nobody. It's just – when the school is found to have done everything right, they called 911 right away. They were taking it easy on the conditioning. When they do everything right and then they still get sued by the family, um, I, I don't know that that's necessarily the right move, and that's why we're talking about it today. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. I agree. Have a good one, guys. You too. 727-579-1025. It's just, it's, it's weird to think, like, as far as putting blame on the school, because, I mean, like we said, so it's, it's three, you know, this specific situation, average of three. So, I mean, from a, in reality, your child is more at risk driving to practice than at the practice. Right. So, I mean, these are somewhat freak accidents of sorts. Freak accidents in a realm where... Bad things can happen to eat kids what? easily. I think that's what the debate is because they're saying this this is preventable. So I mean, fr- freak accident preventable, obviously two different things. So that's why that's why I think we're having the conversation right now. The parents are saying totally preventable. I, How I don't, I don't know. Yeah, other than not practicing when it's super hot outside, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's preventable. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. But they're speaking through their lawyer. And uh, the the Hillsborough County Superintendent says he's expecting a lawsuit. I mean, they're gonna they're they're just gonna settle, right? I can't imagine Hillsborough County Public Schools, whether they think they're one hundred percent in the right. I can't see them letting this go to. I can't see them letting this go to court. No, they would probably settle. Drew Grab alive. Hello. Hey. Uh, Hi. My name's Sonny. Hey, Sonny. Are you okay or not okay with the family suing the school? Uh, I would. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Tell me why. So I play club soccer. I'm 17 years old, so I'm practicing in this heat as well. But uh, normally we practice during the night, and it's kind of to blame on the coaches. That's good. That's uh, that's. I mean, I can't imagine playing soccer in this friggin' heat. Are your games at night too, or are they in the afternoon? Uh, they're in the mornings, normally around nine. All right. Okay. It's only about 88, 89 degrees out there. What and uh, and what position you play? Uh, play everything, mostly CDM. Jeez, that's gotta be. Uh, I mean, you're burning some serious calories out there. You ever drop? You ever just? Yeah, one time I did. Well, I'm originally from Maryland, so I'm used to playing in the winter. Hey, you asked him what so, position he plays, Drew. Yeah. What are the what are what positions are there in, in soccer? So Wait. I think there's a midfielder. I think there's a goalkeeper. I think there's a forward, uh, and I think there's a wing. The CDM. The what? Uh, center defensive midfielder. It sit. It sits in between the midfield uh, and the defense. I thought he had CBD that he was taking during the game. Yeah, watch a soccer game, yeah, Drew. You know. Uh, no, I'm good. Thank you. Megan uh, Rapino for president. No, I'm I'm good. Not my not my forward. I mean that's the thing. Thank I mean, you. Thank you. She said she's not going to the White House unless it's for her inauguration. Is that what she said? Yeah. Yeah. Good luck Screw with her. That. Drew Grab Alive, hello. Oh, easy. She's a hero. For who? Maybe Ameri- for your community. America? Marginalized communities. A gay community, John. Is that what you're saying? That's hello. What, that's what he was saying. I don't think he was saying he that. He was saying that. He's laughing. He was saying that. Drew Grab Alive, who are you? He said, I'm gay. You little narc bitch. 
I speak Senning. Caller from the 251, go ahead, please. Hey, so my son used to be on, used to play football when he was eight. Okay. You know, and I, I would not have started him any later. We came here, he had taken a couple years off, and uh, there's no way you put your kid into a situation like that without conditioning mm. and training them to be prepared. And he's a big boy, he was always like nose guard. Uh, but, you know, my opinion is you got to put them in there to, you, you, you don't set your kids up for failure. You don't put them in there without Good getting plan, them prepared. Okay. I got you. Yeah, dude, what, I mean, I played tennis in high school, and that is not a uh, physically grueling sport when it comes to physical contact. But when you're standing in the sun and it is baking down on you, if you don't hydrate, you'll you'll drop on the courts. I mean, and that's the thing. We're not attributing any this kid's death to the violence of the game. No. You know, so it, to me, this could happen during any other sport or training for any other sport. Right. It's just that the kid had probably never undergone any kind of physical training outside, and he did for the first time, and he wasn't ready for it, and he passed away, unfortunately. But as a parent, you've got to make sure you're putting your kid in the best position possible. Accidents are going to happen. No parent is perfect, especially not me. No parent is perfect. Accidents will happen, but you want to make sure you're putting your kid in the best possible position to live to adulthood so that you do your job as a parent. That's all. And there's risk involved in everything. Dude, driving with your kid is the most terrifying feeling that you can have as a parent of a child. Been there. You haven't yet, and you won't for many, many more years. We went for a drive around the elementary school parking lot the other day. You got to get her started early. Proper conditioning. She's almost two and a half. I will tell you, even a smart kid, even even a kid who's got his wits about him, when you leave a neighborhood, right, and you watch him look left, then look right a little too long without looking left again, and then start to proceed, you go, look left again. Yeah. Left, right, left. And I remember that feeling of, like, not knowing how to drive and just I remember not fully understanding which way to turn the wheel or which blinker did what, and and you're driving. Like, you don't know anything, but you're you're driving. (laughs) It's the only thing that you can learn how to do while you're going to kill yourself and your dad. And, And I let him drive me to work. I let him drive himself to work, and I ride shotgun. And I try not to offer too much in the way of feedback, but he's got to learn somehow. And I'm like, you might want to speed up a little bit. All right, slow down. All right, you're riding that too close. It's raining. All right. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm my dad. All right, what kind of tunes are we working with in the car? No music. Just just you? and You, oh, you, you can listen to music when you can drive by yourself. You will hear the instructional information that I dole out and not your rock and roll and or mumble rap. All right. You're setting him up for failure because you should be doing different drills. One drill where he's not looking at the road and he's texting another drill while yeah. he's trying to find what music he wants no. to listen to on Spotify. There's no. different drills. No. That phone goes in the pocket or the back seat as soon as the car is started. This drill. He, we won't be doing that because he won't be doing that because he better not be doing that. Well, I mean, you know, you, I mean, it, you know, it happens. It happens. This drill. He's not going to be doing that in the car. He could do that in, at home or in the shower. Yeah, you know, when you get your own car, though, you want to break it in. I mean, that's the thing. I remember some late night drives coming back from my girlfriend's I've place been, with, with with the Blue Boys, and yeah. you know, sometimes you got to work it out on the way home. Sometimes you got to pull over and uh, take care of Jimmy and the Blue Twins. Yeah, we've been there. Too much dry humping. That is, and then you leave the house in an in curdling oh. testicular pain. I mean, that is a real thing that I don't feel like gets discussed enough. Like that's a pain that I just remember hurting so bad. Like it hurts. 
deep within your soul. Yeah, like in your, in your gut. Who would you like to discuss that pain with, John? I'm just saying, like, you know, there's a lot of different conditions that, that we bring attention to in so, the year 2019. So women just, need, right. women just need to do you so you're not having pain no, no, that no, you no. have to discuss? No, just be aware that if you get us to the point of arousal and then do not take care of us, we are leaving your house in pain. Physical pain. Emotional pain. You sound like threats. These are not threats. Help us help you better. Yeah. By not making us pull over on the way home to whoop off because you left us in a testicular prison. Exactly. Not everybody can finish during dry humping like you, Seth. Well, yeah, exactly. You know We're not all hair triggers. I'm not. I love. Listen, you're not going to shame me for being able to finish during close sex. I love it. More of it. We're pros. And we may be sensitive when it comes to emotions, but not when it comes to pleasure. Yeah, well, if you perverts want to whoop off on the way home, that's up to you. But we I don't get want the, to. I get the job done at the stop. We'd rather not have to. So, ladies, please use this as a public service announcement. Take care of your men. This is how the Me Too movement started. I guess that's why they call it the blues. Time on my hands. Hey, did you see the story about the lady who left her kids in the car? Do you give this lady her kids back? Oh, man, another one? Manatee Sheriff's deputies arrested, and they're not manatees, they're Manatee County. That'd be a weird scene. That would be. They arrested a 35-year-old mom accused of being drunk in her home while leaving two kids in a hot car parked in a driveway. This is a different one. They found two kids inside a parked car outside of Andrea Cole's home. Sheriff's office said it was about 93 degrees with a heat index of 102. Car was not on. Only one window was rolled down. Younger kid initially unresponsive. Older one was crying. They found loose medication, open bottles of liquor, and used diapers in the car. And when they found the woman inside, she appeared to be heavily intoxicated and had no idea that she had left her kids in the car. How old were the kids? Uh, Does not say. Do you give this lady her kids back? Everybody gets a free pass to get a little drugged out and forget your kids, right? She was just drunk. Just but drunk, yeah. We need to start training kids younger how to get out of hot cars. Right. That's. I mean, that's the only thing that's going to fix us. Like, right out of the womb, we need to start teaching kids how to open yep. car doors from the inside. I say when we diaper, when we potty train kids, you also train them on how to escape from a hot car. You asked, oh, another one, Seth? There was another one yesterday in Florida, in Broward County. Uh, a day car van, a daycare van. Death. As we were talking about it, I believe. Two-year-old. As, as we were talking about leaving your kids in your car. Those are the they're just the hardest stories to hear about. Unbelievable. And, and the reason we give them to you is so you can go check your car to see if your kid's in it. Drew Grab Alive, hello. Wow, that harmonica reminds me of those ladies taking care of their men. Yeah. Blowing on that harmonica. Not me. I'm already good. Getting a sandwich already? Rushing home to change his undies. You guys are mad because you don't have the talents that I have. It's not a talent to finish early during dry humping. Yes, it is. It's That's embarrassing. The That's the point. It's not to drive Wait. home and go, oh, I'm so engorged and I'm in pain. Why didn't you just do me? You're a selfish lover. Yeah. We want to hold out just in case that dry humping turns to wet humping. She wants you to do that. She wants you to finish in your pants. Yes. Before you can satisfy her. Yes. Yes. All right. Done and done. Next time I see my girlfriend, just right away. Hey, honey. Good to see you. Mwah. Mwah. It was 2006. Times were different, guys. I hope you never hear this song and think of anything but the blues ever again. Oh, the blues. Sir Elton? Oh, that's him. 
Yeah. Let's do a phone cleanse and see what everybody thinks. Go ahead. Everyone, go. Talk. Thank you. Pay the man. John needs to get paid. I agree. Totally agree with you <laughs> oh, there. Man, that finally, we have somebody who made sense. Call the day. When it comes to sugar babies and sugar daddies, we have a very surprising figure when it comes to sugar babies in the state of Florida and their occupation. We never seem to get any sugar babies anytime we go looking for them. But I would I would really, really, really enjoy hearing from a sugar baby or a sugar daddy. I think we're bigger in the sugar daddy community. Oh, we are much bigger with the sugar daddies than the sugar babies. So we'll call upon all of you to uh, find out next what occupation a surprising number of sugar babies really are. Pin Chasers goes on tomorrow night uh, at Midtown location with me, Drew Garabo. I'll be there 8 to 10. You get the same great bone bowling deal at all three Pin Chasers locations. That's $10.99 for all you can bowl, eight until close. Now, they'll throw in Dollar Miller Lights while you do that. If you're hungry, you get some pizza, get a salad, a sandwich, breakfast sandwiches served all day. You thirsty? Try a Lane Master. It's their signature drink. They make it in-house. It's got a marinade for like 24 hours, and you will love it. Pin Chasers has nightly specials, cyber bowling on the weekends, fun for the whole family, economically feasible as well, and a ton of fun. Go to pinchasers.net for all the details on their nightly specials. But please join us tomorrow night. You'll get the same bone bowling deal at all three locations, uh, the Veterans location, uh, Pasco County location, as well as Midtown. But we, as the bone, will be out at the Midtown location on Armenia from 8 until 10 tomorrow with tons of stuff to give away. So we will see you tomorrow night, Pin Chasers Bone Bowling Night. For details, reservations, all that good stuff, go to pinchasers.net.